Hey everybody, welcome to the Beautiful Shifts podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chantel. We're so excited to share with you some inspiring stories. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now it's easier to walk I can see the road before me I am not afraid to fall All right, we're here. It's uh, November and we thought it would be fun to do a little kind of bonus episode about gratitude because it's kind of a reoccurring theme in a lot of our episodes and we have so much gratitude for all of our guests and their stories that they've shared. So, um, yeah, we just, we've both, I feel like love focusing on gratitude at this time of year. So we just thought it'd be fun to kind of get on here and share some thoughts and, and things that we've found that have helped us kind of focus on gratitude a little more. Yeah. And I do think, like you said, our guests, I think every one of them, part of their story was gratitude they had Mm -hmm. for others that helped them as well as just where they've gotten their lives and what they learned from their situation. So getting through their transitions because it's so hard when they're, when you're in them, a lot of these, but coming on the other side of it, they're able to kind of look back and realize, Oh, I'm grateful. It's brought me this or, you know, for the connections with other people that it's brought or they've, a lot of them have overcome some super hard things. So anyway, we're grateful for that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about them in a little bit, but we thought we kind of start off with just the concept of gratitude and like some cool things that we've learned about it as we've kind of, I don't know, looked into it a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. From some experts and some normal people. Yeah. Maybe like some practical tips that we can apply at this time of year about it. So, okay. So I am kind of a nerd. Sometimes (laughs) I love looking things up and like finding research that backs things up. And I actually think that's part of why I love Brene Brown. Yeah. Hers very much research-based. Because she's a researcher, Mm -hmm. social scientist and a researcher um, and so anyway, but when, when Chantel and I were kind of looking in this more, I found this article from some Harvard researchers. And so um, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. So first it kind of talks about how, you know, the holidays in this time of year is so much fun and it's cozy and festive. But for a lot of people, it can also, you know, bring some sadness, anxiety or depression, um, depending on what they're going through. Um, but they say research and common sense suggest that one aspect of Thanksgiving season can actually lift the spirits and it's built right into the holiday being grateful and then they say the word gratitude is derived from the latin word gratia which means grace graciousness or gratefulness and in some ways gratitude encompasses all of these meanings and then um it goes on to say gratitude so this is kind of like a feel like a pretty good definition of gratitude gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives whether tangible or intangible with gratitude, people acknowledge the goodness in their lives. In the process, people usually recognize that the source of that goodness lies at least partially outside themselves. So I think that's important, like trying to look outside of ourselves. Um, as a result, being grateful also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individual, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. And then they go into some of their research, which is cool, and we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Um, And then speaking of Brene Brown, her definition of gratitude is, gratitude is an emotion that reflects our deep appreciation for what we value, what brings meaning to our lives, and what makes us feel connected to ourselves and others. And that's another reason why I love Brene Brown, because so much of her, this research is about connection and how we find connection with with gratitude and with vulnerability. Um, 
And she also actually, speaking of that, <laughs> she has another quote that talks about, she says, let ourselves be seen, deeply seen, vulnerably seen, to love with all, our whole hearts, even though there's no guarantee. To practice gratitude and joy in those moments of terror, to be this vulnerable means that we're alive. And then she also says, to love someone fiercely, to believe in something with your whole heart, to celebrate a fleeting moment in time, to fully engage in a life that doesn't come with guarantees. These are risks that involve vulnerability and often pain. But I'm learning that recognizing and leaning into the discomfort of vulnerability teaches us how to live with joy, gratitude, and grace. That's cool. And those, a lot of those words, like there's so much crossover and it's cool because gratitude and vulnerability are so closely linked with like everything she talks about. But I don't think we usually think like, oh, being vulnerable will make us more like have more gratitude, but there is obviously like a strong link there. So, because I think sometimes we think of gratitude. I mean, even in her book, uh, Atlas of the Heart, um, she kind of each chapter talks about like where we go when we're sad or where we go when we're whatever. And she said for gratitude, it's when um, places we go when life is good. But I was also thinking that like that's it is easy to go to gratitude when life is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that hard part, the hard times are when you try, you know, when you're going through something hard to still have gratitude. Oh, yeah. I've been through something super hard this year. And I, and so it's kind of sometimes hard to feel grateful yeah. and have gratitude. But at the same time. That's how I've gone through each day to think of the things I've been grateful for and to practice gratitude even when I don't want to. Yeah. And it reminds me of that Maya Shanker in our um, intro or whatever we call it. Yeah, our trailer. <laughs> yeah, our trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, we I talked about that, but when she yeah, she's awesome. had gone through some infertility issues and so then they got a surrogate mm-hmm. and then I think she ended up um, losing twins twice oh, gosh. With, her yeah, sur- right. with her surrogate. And mm-hmm. so she was obviously in like deep pain and... And a lot of grief. And her husband said, you know, we need to have a moment of gratitude. And she's like, I don't want to because mm-hmm. she was so sad. But then when he's like, I know, but we have to. And that brought her out of like her deep, deep grief. Obviously, she was still, you know, processing that and healing from that. But I think that's what can also help us. So we uh, we can find gratitude so easily in the times of good and, yeah. and abundance or whatever. But when we are going through super hard times, I think that's where we really need to dig deep and look for the things we're grateful for because there's always something yeah you know there's people in our lives there's friends our family even just nature what brings you you know joy and even just being alive and yeah having your health or a roof over your head or food on your you know on the table right that we just have to be grateful for the little things even when it's hard no I love that and taking it one day at a time because you know just saying okay what am I grateful for today and probably yeah trying to focus on things outside of, you know, our control or things that are in our control. Cause there's so much I've kind of learned. I feel like been learning more about that too. Like we want to control things that we just can't in the world and in life. And some things are super hard, but we can control our attitudes. You know, I mean, it's okay to sit in grief and it's right. good to, and like sit in the sadness sometimes, but trying to like, yeah, pull ourselves out. Like my, my Shanker's husband wisely did and, yeah. and she did. And um, yeah. I was thinking another, I guess there's this, um, expert on, mm-hmm. um, gratitude that studies gratitude and his name's Dr. Robert Emmons or it might be Emmons. I'm not sure, but he says gratitude is not just a switch to turn on when things go well. It is also a light that shines in the darkness. Oh, cool. I thought that was really That's awesome. really good. Cause it is easy, obviously yeah. to find gratitude when things are going well. So, yeah. And I need to be better about that. I mean, even in just 
day-to-day life with the little frustrations, like it's easy to just not want to feel great, but, but like it always helps. In fact, yeah. as we were going to talk about like doing this, I'm like, why didn't I continue my gratitude journal that I started a while back? Yeah, so I have I, one too you from did. Oprah way back Oh then, yeah, I remember told... you said you did it. So I actually pulled mine out and I wrote in it this morning, just two little things. I'm like, maybe some days I'll just write like a few words and some days I'll write a paragraph. Yeah. But I'm just going to try to do two things a day and I put it on my nightstand so I won't forget. Yeah, so I'm going to really give really it a good. try because I'm like, actually, you know, it's um, worth it. I know. And she, it was really simple. It was back, you know, in the nineties when I used to watch Oprah all the time Yeah, um, and she had her show and I did the gratitude journal and I got mine out and it was really cool because she was just like, literally just write like five things you're grateful for. But yeah. it would make, it made me realize what must've been going on that day. Like one oh, of them cool. was like, I'm grateful for people who love my kids. So someone must've mm. done something really nice for one of my kids. Or I said, I'm so grateful for good teachers. So I must've had, you know, like yeah. just random things. But, um, she said, um, Oprah said, if the only prayer you say in your entire life is thank you, that will be enough. Oprah says that when she started keeping a gratitude journal more than 20 years ago, it was one of the most important things she's done. The daily practice of writing down five things, five things to be grateful for balanced her life in subtle and inspiring ways. And also I feel like what you said about being present is thinking about what you're grateful for right now instead right. of what you hope you can be grateful for or that That's it true. might be that something you don't have so then you're not practicing just gratitude in the moment right and Eckhart Tolle which is also an, an awesome oh, he's yeah just I don't even know what he is a, a teacher an author yeah, and I don't he's know kind of into like meditation right and yeah. mindfulness like, yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and he says gratitude is an essential part of being present when you go deeply into the present gratitude arises spontaneously Spontaneously. Mm, he's so good right. about teaching about that too. Like, yeah, because his book is The Power of Now. Yeah, right? okay. yeah. So and I remember like it's right been now. a few years since I've listened to it, but it was, it yeah, it taught me a lot about that. So that's another good one. Um, I was going to, I thought this was cool. Like, so in this Harvard article, as it goes on a little bit, it's all really good, but I don't, I shouldn't read the whole thing. So, <laughs> so I'm going to skip to this part. I was just telling Chantel about where, they had like a, a group of people that were going through interventions and they don't say what kind of interventions, but I'm guessing, you know, maybe some kind of like addiction recovery or different interventions for hard things going on in their life. So things. And then, um, they had like a control group who I think just like journaled, what was it that the control group did something different, but then the other half of the group, and this was with like four, 411 people, they, oh, the control group wrote about early memories, like in their childhood or something. And then the other group, their week's assignment was to write and personally deliver a letter of gratitude to someone who had never been properly thanked in their lives. And so they wanted them to focus on someone that they could thank for their kindness. And after doing that, the participants immediately exhibited a huge increase in their happiness scores. And the impact lasted longer than like at least a month, sometimes longer. Oh, wow. Just from writing like one Yeah, just from writing one letter. And I thought it was cool because... You know, at least for me, sometimes writing a letter, a thank you letter, like you're thinking that you're going to benefit the person that you're giving it to, which it is like, it always feels nice to be appreciated. And, but really it's doing so much for us too. Yeah. So I thought that was just really cool. I know. And that's the same that Dr. Robert Emons, I hope I'm saying that right. Because of being like the leading researcher on gratitude, he had a post where he talks about the, the evidence that, um, gratitude works and some of the research shows that gratefulness increases emotional well-being grateful people achieve more grateful people get along better with others grateful people pay it forward grateful people are less depressed 
and grateful people are more resilient to trauma. And I thought wow. that was like really awesome. Yeah, and that's so it's cool. It's research based. I mean, I haven't looked at the research on that, but that's his, you know, part of his study and research. Yeah. So. And I think that's like why, I mean, not the only reason why, but why like meditation and prayer and stuff like that can be so powerful and meaningful to people is we often are focusing on the things that we're grateful for. And so whether you're like acknowledging that to God or just to yourself or whatever, it's like you get that gratitude and then obviously it's giving you all these benefits. So I think it's cool, like no matter what our belief systems are or whatever, like to try to teach that for those of us that are parents to our kids, like how how can we incorporate a practice of gratitude into like our lives? Because it's so easy to forget about, you know, know, you think of that cheesy line. Well, it's, and it's funny, it's cheesy, but it's so applicable, like the attitude of gratitude. Like if you're telling your kids, have an attitude of gratitude, even if they're having a hard day or something going on in their life. So that if they just practice gratitude, you know, and just have yeah. their heart full of gratitude always. So I think anytime we go through something, even it's just a moment of overwhelm or a moment of something hard or getting bad news or something that back to even when it's hard, if we just look inward and think of things that we can be grateful for, it can really change yeah. kind of how we go forward or how we can function well. And- totally. And I think it's important to remember it's not, to try to um, like deflect from the thing that people right. are going through or to make it harder, that whole concept of like toxic positivity, which I understand that's a thing too, but it's like teaching ourselves and our kids, we, you can sit in the sadness of something and be really sad and have something really hard going on, but you can also still find gratitude right. like these other, you know, quotes from these thought leaders and stuff. Right. Cause it even reminds me a couple of our guests mentioned the um, man search for meaning. By, oh yeah. Um, Victor. Frankel. Frankel uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, he's going through one of the hardest things anybody, you know, could go through being in a concentration camp, losing his family, seeing people die every day. But yet he still would find moments for like being grateful for like yeah. a piece of bread or like a conversation with a friend yeah. or, or that he was alive. Like he yeah. still had a life, you know, to live and be in that moment. And I've anyway, that's when I, I still haven't read that book. I hate to admit it. I'm in the it, middle so of I reading it right now. Yeah, oh, you are. Really, okay. Yeah. I remember I kind of had skimmed it in the past, but I need to read it front to back. So that's amazing. Um, and then you had written down the quote from my, or sorry, my Angelou. I wonder oh, yeah. if you wanted to. It just says gratitude out. turns what we have into enough. And so I think a lot of times we're like, oh, well, I'll feel grateful when this happens or all when, you know, if I achieve this or get this, but sometimes what gratitude does is realize like what we have is enough. Yeah. I know? love that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really so, good. Okay. Did you have anything else on that or should we jump to the guests? Yeah, maybe let's to? jump to the guests. Okay. Our gratitude for our guests. So we thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about each of our guests briefly and because we are so grateful for them and also like we hope that anyone, because we know, you know, our podcast is new and people might just be jumping on in the last episode or two, but there's been some awesome stories that people have shared. So like if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen yet, um, you know, yeah, they're we all... of course encourage it because right. they're so awesome. Yeah. They have such good mm-hmm. advice and stories to share that can, I think, help all of us yeah. in a way. So our first guest was my sister, Carrie, mm-hmm. and she shared about an attempted suicide, but the, I feel like her episode is full of so much like hope yeah, and totally. um, kind of advice for, I think people going through maybe suicidal thoughts as well as parents dealing with children yep. that are suicidal. So I feel like it has a message of hope and just... I don't know. It was, I thought we had a really good reception. Yeah. People really liked it. It was awesome. She, and she's just a really like, 
um, upbeat, just she kind of, I don't know, she tackles this really hard topic, but it doesn't feel depressing listening to it. It's just very like, wow, right. she's been through a lot and she's just has such a great outlook on life. And she actually, I feel like maybe, anyway, she recommends a lot of good books in hers too. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she, I mean, it's kind of what, um, that she's so grateful she's alive and then what she's done with her life after and really her purpose with sharing her story is just to help yeah. someone that's, you know, suicidal think twice and yeah because she's writing a, a book about that that hopefully we'll have her back on when that comes out yeah think twice such a good message so she was awesome and then our next guest was ryan and he ryan's smart and he's one of chantel's friends but he was just like he talks about his transition of leaving corporate america and um starting his own interior design business and he is just an awesome guy like yeah, he's he has, really uh, wise he has a lot of humor mm-hmm. um that's just kind of how he lives his life, I yeah. think. And you kind of feel as you're listening to him, like, wow, he's he's so fun and like it's an engaging conversation, but a lot of deep thoughts and things about life. And so that could apply to more things than just switching careers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he wrote this kind of piece. It's not a poem necessarily, but it's called The Other Side of Fear. And so that's a big part of his message too, is just like, what could it be like on the other side of your fear? Whatever your fear is that's kind of holding you back from doing that thing that you really want to do. You know, his was starting his own, leaving his corporate job and starting his own interior design firm, like following his passion. Right. But it could be anything, starting a new job or going back to school or even just having that conversation with somebody you need to. I, my sister-in-law and a couple others just really, they're like, wow, we really loved Ryan's message and that whole idea of being on the other side of fear, which yeah. means going through whatever you're fearing, mm-hmm. but then being on the other side, what you can, what you've learned and what you can share with others. So yeah, it was really, it was good. awesome. So our next guest was Cammy. Hers was really great too about her mother passing and it mm-hmm. kind of pushed her to share her story and her kind of, she's really healthy and fit driven. And yeah. Driven. She and does so, like triathlons and mm-hmm. Ironmans and yeah. Became a coach and started a podcast kind of with her coaching and it was kind of from her mom telling her to use her voice. Yeah. It was really others. cool as her mom kind of died like, it was pretty sudden. Mm-hmm. She had ALS and it came on fast. And um, so it was like a really kind of quick traumatic event, I'd say. But yeah, because she asked Cammy, she said, use your voice in a way that I can't, you know, because she lost her voice, I think, first. first yeah. It was an interesting progression of the disease for her. So um, yeah, Cammy like took that literally and just felt really passionate about it. And it was really cool. And she also has just like a lot of good life lessons and advice for, you know, living and also, like, honoring what our parents taught us and trying to carry that on. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I related to her a lot that way with my mom passing and just how to kind of keep her memory alive and honoring her was just kind of making sure that I do the things that she taught me by her example and then teaching those things to my kids as well. So. Right. It was way good. Yeah. And then the next one was Carrie, and she's just an amazing person. She had a deep addiction to prescription drugs. And so she just is like super vulnerable in our conversation with her about how she, you know, went, was in the addiction and then kind of how she hit rock bottom and just the amazing like journey that she's been on through that. Yeah. Cause she lost a lot, you know, with her, just her, you know, her marriage and her family there. And then she's been, and it's kind of the also the story of her rebuilding some of that and her mm-hmm. life afterwards. And she's really inspiring and, yeah, it was very vulnerable, and so we're so thankful that she would share that story. Because I know, I just think with um, 
there's just certain things, and I think addiction is one of them, that we all know somebody that struggled with addiction. Yeah, for sure. And so I think it can be really powerful to help those uh, family members that have someone with addiction or someone that's going through it themselves and wants to get help. So yeah, she's... And she's become so wise and like really honest too with some of the stuff, but she, yeah, I feel like she just had a ton of wisdom to share and... She's also just like a super lovable person. Yeah. So I love listening to her. She's great. I had my sister actually call me. Like usually, you know, she would always be like, oh, that was a good episode on a text. But she called me. She's like, that Carrie was amazing. Like that's awesome. I mean, all everyone's amazing. Yeah, that's what my father-in-law is. Yeah, it was like, wow. That was, yeah, that was an awesome story. So. All right. And then next we had Jackie, which she's also, I mean, all our guests are amazing. So, um, but her story of losing her son to cancer and starting a cancer foundation to help cancer families through Mm -hmm. the holidays. It's Christmas for cancer. Oh boy. Yeah. Christmas for cancer families. Christmas for (laughs) cancer families. Um, and her story is also very vulnerable and touching. And I think that's the same thing. We all know somebody that's had cancer. And most of us probably know someone that's had passed, passed away from cancer as well. And so, yeah, she was very, very vulnerable in her story and talking about her amazing son, Riley, and just the work she's doing now. And that's, um, you can still help right now. So if you can go to her, to her website, um, Christmas for Cancer Families, and I know they have a bunch of families that they've picked, um, that they're doing some remodeling for, some cleanup, some, you know, gifts so you can donate or help. Yeah. Um, with those projects. Yeah, so. I'm glad we can still get the word out there for this because I noticed she just barely posted and we shared it on our account, but about that woman, like there's a woman that has had, yeah. anyway, a lot, anyway, you can, there's still time to get involved. People that she's connected with that have someone that has cancer in their family. And so it's a really cool way to help out. And yeah, Jackie was just, I, I loved her. She was so like personable and just, and it was her son, you know, like yeah. it was so touching and tender and it's so cool. Cause this is, he was like very service oriented, even in his young life. Like he was a young adult when he passed away, but she, so she feels like she's literally carrying on what he would do through yeah. this. So it really, it was beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And then Jessica, Jessica was a friend of mine from high school that, um, I reconnected with just a couple years ago and she started her own business. And so her transition was kind of about like, well, actually she had a couple of cool stories yeah. in there where like she had a serious accident when she was young that she recovered from, but kind of changed her perspective a bit. And then also had like a mentor pass away. And so these different transitions in her life led her to kind of going out of the limb and starting her own business. And so it was just cool. Cause she's like a very, um, driven, like outgoing. And I think just like a good example to a lot of us of like, again, kind of similar to Ryan's and like, what could we do if we just go for the thing that we want to do, but it takes a lot of vulnerability, like not just with others, but just in our lives. Yeah. Like, like I'm sure that was yeah, and hard work and sticking to it, but she had some cool, um, tips and also she kind of goes back to like mindfulness and stuff like that too. And yeah, I like that part too, to make sure you took time to take a break and breathe and mm-hmm. mindfulness while you're going through taking care of your mental health. And yeah. cause I'm sure she's super busy. Like she's yeah, a CEO of this company mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a marketing advertising firm. So it was, yeah. And she's a mom of three. So it was pretty cool to hear how she balances it and, yeah. and does everything. So, all right. And then our guest we just had, um, is Richard Osler and he's just, um, I don't know, just a loving, amazing human being. Yeah. Totally. I just feel like it's so much love to share and, he talks about kind of his transition from 
some thoughts he had about the LGBTQ community and how he started as a Mormon bishop, um, an LDS bishop. He got to know some of these, you know, gay men in his ward and his whole heart and viewpoint changed on the LGBT community. And so he has a podcast, um, listen, learn, listen, love and learn. And the whole thing is just to listen to, you know, these people that um, are, you know, in the LGBTQ community and learn about them and then learn to love them. And yeah. it was beautiful. I mean, he was so oh, it was awesome. wise and um, is just really trying to make a difference and a change in kind of the culture around um, how we treat, you know, people and how, um, I don't know, just to love them for them. Yeah. And he, he was like so thoughtful in everything that he said. And he's talked to so many. I mean, I'm amazed to see he has like over 500 episodes on his podcast of people that are somehow either LGBTQ themselves or connected to someone is than that they love. And so he, his, he just has such good perspective on the issue. And I feel like if you're in the LDS church, it could be super helpful to kind of understand like, how can we tackle this topic in a really loving and inclusive way? Cause again, it's like kind of one of those things, like you were saying, we all know someone that is right. LGBTQ, you know, probably most of us, someone in our family, like close family, you know? So and then definitely neighbors and different people. So, um, you know, there's that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I also loved, you know, he just, a lot of it was sharing a message of just love and accepting people. Just the unconditional love for who you are. Whether you are LGBTQ, whether you are in the LDS church or out of it, and whether you've left it. Like, yeah. it's all just a message of love. And mm-hmm. we just so enjoyed having him on and appreciated yeah. just his... He was just so kind to us. He really was. He's so sweet. And, oh, and I was thinking when I said, like, if you're in the LDS church, but also just like any religion, because in Christianity and in general, I know this is like a, there's kind of like this, this tension a little bit around this topic. So I feel like it could apply to anyone and then also anyone outside of religion too. Like, so I guess what I'm saying is it could apply to anyone, but I think definitely like it will, it will, um, speak to a lot of our listeners. So I hope everyone yeah. takes the time to listen to it. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah. You know, I did. Yeah, so definitely. he's awesome. So, okay. all right. Well, thanks for yes. listening so far. We're, we've loved doing the podcast and just feel a ton of gratitude really. Yeah. That for we, people mm-hmm. that have taken the time to be on our podcast, for the, those of you who have supported us and listened to it. And we're so excited for our guests that we have, you know, scheduled and coming up. Yep. Well, I think you'll love them as well. Yeah. And we hope you guys all have gratitude in your heart right now and, you know, have a good Thanksgiving with your families and. Yep. And hope, you know, in a future looking towards Christmas and all that, like we just, so we're grateful for you and yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and followed along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Shifts Podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews. We'd like to thank the band We The Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along
take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own Life Start again, the mind is free now. I can feel the truth in me. I'll take a chance, I won't be wrong. Yes, now it's time to move along. Now it's